And uh, welcome everybody to uh, another uh, Bangers and Classics uh, podcast. And that's with me, uh, James Rupper, and him, David Malloy. Um, how are you keeping, David? Oh, hello, James. I'm okay. Uh, yeah, had a, an interesting week, but uh, oh, we'll, perhaps talk, we'll have, perhaps talk about that later on. Yeah. Because I think the listeners must be desperate to know all about one of the social events of the mm. summer, because we've got the second one just coming up in a little while. The first one was the Bangers and Classics Car Show. You're the head honcho behind it, the genius, well, the mastermind. Well, I don't. I wouldn't say about that. I think a lot of other people did uh, um, all the hard work, all the uh, all the heavy lifting. A bit like this podcast, David. Uh, someone yeah, else I was going to say that. <laughs> and uh, uh, I just sort of turn up and uh, sort of bask in the glory. And uh, uh, it was a very, very good event. It was a bit like today, where I am. It's very, very sunny. Uh, the most irritating thing, obviously, was the number of people said, where's David? And, uh, you know, after the 33rd time someone had asked me, I, I was quite, I was getting, you know, a bit short-tempered. Um, but luckily, uh, you had sent me uh, a cardboard cutout of yourself, the uh, Milloy uh, cutoff, and that did seem to satisfy um, some of our lower IQ listeners. They were quite happy yes. to talk to your cardboard uh, image, David. But I was there, uh, James. Sorry? I was there. I mean, obviously, you? you didn't see... Yeah, I was hiding because you, you let MX5s in. The MX5 Owners Club, they were patrolling the place with pitchforks and burning yeah. torches and some disgruntled Triumph Stag types and possibly even a Ford Cat one or two without for me. So right. I, I had to hide in a hay bale. Quite interesting experience. Yeah. And unfortunately, no Hammer Horror actresses to keep me company, which was even no. worse. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I did see some of the cars, and I have some comments to make on them. Oh, good. Yeah, I well, I, I, I'd very much like to hear your comments, maybe. Well, I noticed there was a, a green TR7 with a sunroof. Mm. And I have an authority that try and fit those with bass or sunroofs mm. because it made it easier to peel the water out of them. Oh, really? Well, leaky seals, yeah. 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 Appa- apparently so. Um, obviously, the MX-5, well, who let them in? I mean, that, was, that was a disgrace. There was a, uh, well, there was a whole row there, David. It was uh, marvellous. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's one word of describing, not one yeah. I'd use. There was also a vehicle made by uh, one of our software providers, mm. a, bu- a buggy. All right, yes. Yeah, very much so. I also noticed a couple of rather nice MGBs uh, with chrome bumpers, a Roadster and a GT. Yeah. And obviously having to go around in disguise and hide in the, you know, the hay loft, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I couldn't see who the owner was. Was it Emma Peel by any chance? Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, there was a nice Capri S as well. Yeah. I, I did like it. Mm. and I really liked the Fiat Panda Sizzly 4x4. Mm. Yeah, that was a surprise. Fiat nearly called the Panda the Rustica, mm, and of course did. it was a semi-rustic setting the, the show was in, so that would have fitted it very well, yeah. I thought. Uh, no Lotus Elan M100s, which was a disgrace, especially in Norfolk. Mm. Um, I'm writing to complain. I don't know who I'm going to be writing to, but I'm writing anyway. Oh, okay. So that's it. So there we mm. go. And there was also an Opel Manta, I believe. Yeah, there was actually quite a nice, smart-looking one, actually. Yeah, there were some nice, smart-looking cars there, I have to say. Mm. Obviously, you know, I, I couldn't dally just in case I was recognised. No, of course not. Uh, chased at Benny Hill fashion by mm. various disgruntled owners' clubs. Oh, that's somebody about the door. I'll have to answer that, James. You better go and see to that. Probably MX5 owners' club. Blame it, James. That was a close-run thing. That was the... Uh, was it? Triumph, yeah, Triumph Stag owners' club at the door. Goodness Fortunately, yeah. uh, I had, I've invested wisely and purchased one of the James Ruppert design fake beards. Oh, and right. That, that mm. threw them off completely. Oh, fantastic. The one make shows, you know, because after I've seen 25 minis, I don't really want to see another one. I, you know, I quite like the variety uh, that was on show because there was military vehicles there. Um, uh, and certainly to see a, a cord 
um, was uh, you know a, you know a remarkable vehicle uh, to actually see there. You know, very very rare, very very expensive, and uh, it was just a, a lovely, great big thing to see. Um, I've got one that was beside me right now. Yeah, have have you really? Yeah, quite. Yeah, once oh, we yeah. contributed to the parasol. Oh, yeah, crying out loud. And uh, yeah, there was commercial vehicles there. So there was some uh, some nice uh, you know military stuff. Uh, if you're into that, um, uh, a fair amount of it. And uh, uh, the Bedford uh, uh, Enthusiast Society will be pleased to know that there was a, even Bedfords there as well. Um, and uh, Jeeps, uh, proper uh, uh, period Jeeps from uh, back and beyond. There was uh, a Reliant uh, there as well, David. I, didn't, I, I don't know if you spent some time hiding behind that. Reliant. No, I didn't see that one. Though. No, you didn't see that. Oh, well, that's a shame. Because uh, it was right next to the TR7, because I know that's one of your favourites. So uh, I, I thought you might have been there, but never mind. Well, TR7, uh, that's one of my favourites. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, actually, I don't mind them. No. No. Nah, no, I don't mind the TR7. No, I really don't mind them. I prefer the drop head to the coupe, but yeah. yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of worse cars than the TR7. No, that's uh, right. I've got to be I, honest about that. Yeah. And there was some, there was also some American stuff there as well, and some proper sort of mid seventies custom car stuff as well, which was uh, uh, very nice to see. Uh, uh, something that looked like a console that had been uh, uh, really customed up. Um, uh, I don't know how you can see out of the uh, letterbox screen, but uh, somebody can. Uh, but yeah, on the whole, um, a marvelous yeah. And there was a couple of hot rods, uh, but yeah, there was a, it was a marvelous day had by all. Um, everybody was very happy looking at each other's cars. Um, uh, there was uh, no money changed hands. People didn't have to pay to turn up. <clears throat> but um, pleased to report that uh, just over £4,000 was raised for the village hall. So uh, uh, that was good. That was people selling uh, ice creams and uh, burgers and uh, various stalls. So um, uh, it worked uh, from that point of view. It was a good day out and a charitable day out. So uh, some uh, good work was done, but uh, uh, I just wish you'd have come over, David, and uh, you know, shown yourself to me because it would have been a lot easier. But never mind. Well, well I couldn't. You know, I see. Yeah, as soon as I, as soon as I turned up, saw the MX fives yeah. and the chaps walking around with the pitchforks. Yeah. I just had to take cover. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, obviously, my I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Inappropriate comments will not be allowed. Um, I'm still reeling from your comment last week. Really? What one was yeah, that? About the septuagenarian. I can't, oh, yeah. I can't repeat that, obviously. Well, I think uh, you can. I think no, well, right. it's just, it's just med- medical terms. That's all it is. Uh, it's, well, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit more, there's a bit more to it than that, actually. Yeah. But not not to worry. Yeah. Uh, yes, we'll, we'll move on swiftly from there. Um, car spots. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, well, obviously, with, with, with the whole bangers and classics car show, I've not seen much this week. Seen, well, that's a lie. I saw a couple of things, mm. and I've been so preoccupied with other things, I've completely forgotten them. Um, ah, apart from a VW Beetle, which I always see, mm. and Audi E2 that I always see, and there was something nice. I just can't remember what, for life me what it was. Yeah. I was too busy removing a steering wheel to, to paint. All right. That's for the EV. We really need a new couple of windows for the EV. Yeah. Uh, but getting a hold of them is rather difficult. People make promises and say they'll do things and then yeah. don't bother the backside. So my advice is if, you, if you're going to do something, then don't offer to do it. I don't see you will do it. You know, no. money, would, money, of course, would have changed hands, but 
Of course. Wouldn't there wouldn't be now. Um, no. There you have it. That's my rant for this week. Well, yeah. one of my rants for this week. Uh, I'm sure we'll get some more. After the break, we're just about to have the Bangers and Classics Awards 2022. It's an eagerly awaited event, mm. and the hall is thronging. Uh, most of the people who are out for my blood, but that's not the point. Um, and we'll go there immediately after this break. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for live and uninterrupted coverage of the Bangers and Classics Awards 2022. And do stay tuned afterwards for some exclusive coverage of the World Hubcap Stealing Championships. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of year. It's the Banger and Classic Awards 2022. <laughs> and we're going to kick straight off with uh, the first award, which is for the... I believe it's the... Isn't it the best Lee Marvin film? Right, shut up, you lot, shut up. Mm. Sorry, we, yeah, just audiences, eh? Uh, right, well, chucking some fake applause and stuff. Yeah, no, that's Anyway, the, the, the first award, ladies and gentlemen, is for the best Lee Marvin film, and James Ruppert will now read out the nominees and tell you why they've been nominated. Mr Ruppert. Oh, I didn't know I had to tell you why they've been uh, nominated, but um, uh, uh, here they are in uh, reverse order. Um, uh, the Dirty Dozen. Um, which, which is yeah which was a very very good film uh indeed and um uh, there wasn't a lot of cars in it there were military vehicles in it so uh, uh on the bangers and classics um, um uh, uh, show that we've just had it would be quite appropriate really because old uh, lee could uh, uh, dodge around uh, the gmc uh, trucks that were there so the dirty dozen is there after that point blank uh, i think very notable because angie dickinson's in it um and also there are some uh, quite sharp middle 60s uh, saloons i think you'll find in that and estates uh, i don't know which ones they are because i haven't watched the film for a couple of years but uh, it, it is actually a superb film and, and if it doesn't win uh, then there's no justice and finally um of course it's paint your wagon um uh, one of the greatest uh, films ever made and with a very good soundtrack uh, which i think uh, uh, Mr. Lee Marvin uh, sung the uh, single, which was uh, number one for for ages and ages uh, in the uh, middle 60s, I remember. And uh, I do actually have the Paint Your Wagon album uh, at home, which uh, uh, I, I've got by my side, David. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm hoping that Paint Your Wagon is uh, the runner up. But uh, obviously the gift of, of this is um, is entirely yours. Well, it's not mine, James, in the sealed envelope, no? of course. Oh, is it? Oh, right. Now I'm just going to open the envelope now. Yeah. And yeah. the winner mm. is Paint Your Wagon. Paint Your Wagon, really? Yes. And as a note here says, this one won just because we wanted it to win. Oh, and Clint East was in it as well, so there. Yeah. So that's it. That's right. And there are wagons in it. So mm. actually, it's still in keeping with Bangers and Classics uh, theme, isn't it, really? Absolutely. Yeah. But they're all great films, of course. Anyway, that's the first award done. Yeah. And James is now going to tell us what the second award is. Yeah, the second award, apparently, is the it's the best TV car ad. Uh, but we are very specific about that because, obviously, we're talking about the golden age uh, of TV car ads, which is 1970 to 1990. And uh, it'd be uh, fascinating to know uh, what's made the uh, shortlist there. Well, the shortlist of three 
I shall read. First of all, first of all, it's a Citroen Visa School of Motoring yeah. from 1982. It's not really well remembered. It's a Sarkozy esque character mm. driving a Citroen Visa Edge bag for the Deploys School of Motoring. Yeah, very funny. I loved it back in the day. I still love it now. That's the first one. The second one. This was going to polarise people. It's the Renault 25 Yuppie ad from 1986. Yep. This is the first time we meet David and Joanne mm. and their kid at boarding school with the Renault 25 Turbo. Um, and with three ads, we're dealing with the first one. It's the first one that's been nominated. And then we move on to quite an unusual ad. It's the Honda Jazz advert from January 1984, mm. which is a bizarre ad, to say the least, mm. which includes in its cast of several someone who looks like a young Barry Gibb. Um, I can't even attempt to describe it. Just go to YouTube, type in mm. Honda Jazz Ad Germany 1984 and see for yourselves. Those are the nominees, James. But what we all want to know, yeah, who won it? Which one won it? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to find uh, the envelope, I suppose. Um, yeah, okay, I've got, I've got something here. And uh, oh, we'll all be very pleased to hear that uh, is actually the Renault 25 Yuppie ad, which is obviously the greatest ad of all time, pretty much. Oh dear, James, that doesn't seem to have been a popular choice. Still, never mind, I've uh, turned the crowd mics all fans, arranged for one or two of the better lubricated ones to be thrown into the moat. Obviously, the Citroen Visa School of Motoring ad should have won. I know why you like that Renault 25 ad. I'm just not going to mention it here. No, yeah. it's just Joanne saying hasty. Uh, ah, that, that really is uh, uh, what... Uh, uh, There's a woman in I might have known it. Well, a, a woman from a certain era. That's yeah. it. We've got them started, folks. Right. Anyway, we shall move on now to the oh, okay. next award. Oh, this is a cracker. This is. Yeah. This is for the most... Actually, you jealous, James? What is the next award? Uh, well, apparently it's. Um, uh, I don't think I'm supposed to read it out, but I will. No, I'm do. supposed to read it. Out, yeah. So yeah. Me, yeah. <laughs> right. We'll again. Uh, the next award is for the yeah. most pointless car mm. of the 1980s. Yeah. Mm, I wonder what made the list. Well, um, uh, yes. Uh, what we've got here uh, uh, in reverse order, obviously, every time um, the Morris Ital. Um, uh, a car which I actually purchased, and so, so I did have one of those. So, yeah, it was fairly pointless, but it didn't break down when I had it. I didn't have it for very long and passed it on to somebody else. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that. it was okay. It was pointless. It was pointless from the point of view of uh, uh, Itel Design, who uh, deny all knowledge that they ever designed it. So uh, maybe it is completely pointless. Um, after that, uh, we've got another Italian car. So that's two Italian cars, um, uh, an Alfa Romeo Arna, uh, which was not only an Italian car, it was also a Japanese car, wasn't it? So uh, that was very, very confusing for everybody. Um, it should have been uh, very reliable and so forth. And I, I think it was. Again, I used to work with somebody who who, who had one, and uh, they they sort of treated it like a tip, basically. But I don't <laughs> think it I don't think it broke down. It was just awful. Um, <sighs> and uh, once you got locked out of it, and you had to climb in uh, through the uh, uh, back uh, 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 sort of hatch and uh, destroyed basically the interior, trying to get into the car. It was unbelievable uh, the mess that was made. So, yeah, pretty pointless car. And then finally, an Austin Ambassador. Uh, Ambassador, you are spoiling us, uh, indeed. Uh, yeah, it was, a, I suppose, a car that came far too late, really. It was uh, the car that uh, 
the princess should have been, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, by the time it was out, it was only around for about a year or so, wasn't it? Uh, if that. Um, and it had a hatchback. So there you go. Three mm. very underwhelming uh, uh, candidates there. I don't know whether you can be bothered to open the uh, envelope there, David. Oh, I think I can. I mean, yes, three excellent candidates. And the case of the Ital, particularly the ambassador, you have to wonder why. Mm. Uh, they tell particularly, why would you do that? Yeah. The ambassador, well, as you say, it was the car that the princess should have been from the start. Mm. And that's why it's in the list, because it was so blooming late. Other mm. companies made princess aspects years before. Anyway, mm. here's the envelope. I'm just going to open it. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, this isn't. This is, dear sir, we cannot remove the stains from your suit. And that's not oh, the right no. one. Mm. Ah, come on at this time. And the winner is the yeah. Morris Etal. Wait. <laughs> So, yes, absolutely. That, that um, has to be, yes, that has to be the winner. I don't think we can avoid that. No. And anyway, moving on to the fourth award, which yeah. Mr. Whipper's going to tell us all about. Yeah, apparently uh, this is the most missed uh, car accessory, and uh, mm. I'm sure we'll all have some uh, favourites there. Yes, well, we've, there are lots and lots of potential candidates mm. here. But in our list today, we have the three. There's the eight-track cassette player, which is, of course, the forerunner of the cassette player. And for younger mm. people... That's like a CD that uh, isn't a CD. Mm. Um, 8-Track took up a great deal of space. The cassettes weighed about well, a couple of hundred weight each, but the sound, the sound quality was pretty good, has to be said. And cars of a certain area, you might still find one with an 8-Track in it. If yeah. you do, keep it in place. Mm. Great things. Secondly, row-style wheels. Now, if you're listening in the USA, we're talking about Magnum 500 wheels. Mm. Almost every car you could think of came with row-style wheels as an option for a certain period, for a very long time, in fact. And they brightened up the look and enhanced the looks of many a great car. Uh, or many even a grey car, one might say. So, yeah, very much a great accessory. And lastly, it's a small accessory, but it is very much missed. It's a few orange air freshener. Now, so greatly missed is it that you can buy replicas of these without scent for quite a few pound notes on eBay. Now, I'm not talking a fiver. I'm talking 20, 30 pounds for some of them. It's basically a traffic light. It looks like mm. a traffic light. The well, the, the amber light is, is actually a fragrance holder, and you jab it with a pin. And it was very pleasant, and you hung it on your dashboard. Um, it was rather good. I think they're all worthy candidates. But, Mr. Whippet, yeah, it's your duty to tell us who's the winner. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be as fascinated as you, David, to find out um, which is the winner and uh, if there's any justification for that. Um, and it is, in fact, the Rose style wheel. Oh, uh, popular, popular winner. Popular winner. Oh, very, well, I think it improved every single car. I can't think of a car that it um, was ever wasted on, really. So, mm. Yes, and do you know that mm. Rose style uh, stood for Ribery Owen style? Yeah. It was a portmanteau of Ribery Owen and style. Mm. There you have it. Um, yeah. I didn't know that until recently, so I thought I'd better share it. Yeah. Absolutely. And the next award then, well, we're going to go to a very special one. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Wolf is going to read out the nominees for this. Am I? Uh, you only have a face, so yes. Yeah. This is uh, the yeah. Grand Prix de James Rupert's beard. All oh, right. It's a special selection by and for Mr. Rupert's beard. Mm. So the nominees, please, Mr. Rupert. Oh, well, um, uh, as I see here, um, I'm not involved in the uh, uh, collection of this because obviously it was the beard's job uh, to do this. Uh, but first of all, it's it's high karate aftershave, um, which, uh, uh, if you remember, David, uh, uh, came with actual, actual instructions of um, how to uh, do karate, basically. Yeah. Um, 
which was uh, all very yeah. Uh, any uh, teenage boy from the nineteen uh, seventies uh, basically got one of these eventually, um, and uh, it featured a TV advertisement. If you're not familiar with it, it does feature Valerie Leon, who is uh, uh, a Hammer Horror uh, actress of some note. Um, she's still yeah. about. And uh, uh, she made she made a very good film as well, didn't she? Which where she was um, she was a mummy, and uh, I can't remember what that film was called now. But was it called The Mummy's Curse? Might have been. <laughs> but that was quite good. Uh, yeah, you get to see a lot of Valerie in that, and so that's uh, rather excellent. Uh, and incredibly, uh, there is a, a theme emerging here because I just read down the uh, list, um, and it's Dracula AD seventy two uh, or AD nineteen seventy two. Um, which David likes because obviously there's a, a fully functioning uh, Triumph Stag in it. So uh, uh, that's uh, very, very good. And uh, which it also features uh, Caroline uh, Munro, uh, who is a rather fine actress um, of that era. Um, and uh, again, is uh, still with us and working uh, hard. And uh, incredibly, Caroline Munro also is uh, on this list as well so um there you go so she's got um, you know two-thirds chance of uh, winning this uh, really hasn't she I'd, I'd be very surprised if she didn't win um so yes uh, caroline is there who uh, uh, spoke to us very uh, nicely uh, earlier this year when we asked her some questions um and also one of her uh, best films which is uh, dracula ad 1972 so uh, yeah we'll be fascinated to know what the uh, 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 what the beard has gone for. Well, James, I think it's probably true to say that the beard would have gone for all three if it had been allowed to. But, opening the envelope, I can tell you, it's gone for Dracula, AD 1972. Goodness me. Well, I'm not surprised really. You, mm. get, you get Christopher Lee. Yeah, you do. A remarkably functional Triumph stand mm. and Caroline Monroe yeah. in the same package. Yeah, that does tick a lot of boxes. Oh, yeah, it ticks yeah. so many Ooh. boxes. That's that's it. That's that's a great win. Uh, yeah. yeah. The crowd are going wild in the background. Yeah. Yeah, it must be all that booze you've served them earlier. Yeah, well, there you go. There we go. So we, um, well, Mr. Muppets, what Well, we we're moving on. Yeah, we're moving on because obviously we're, you know, very, very, very uh, enthusiastic uh, uh, enthusiasts of the um, EV. Uh, in fact, David's got one, and uh, it'll tell you more about it later on in the year. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, we 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 have a special category uh, for uh, best EV. So uh, which ones are they, David? Well, we have the SAL scan, mm. which yeah. is an unlucky thirteen were built at Press, Presswick mm. Airport um, mm. in the nineteen sixties by yeah. Scottish Aviation Limited. Um, one of them appeared on Tomorrow's World. Mm. Um, unfortunately, the concept was underdeveloped. It was taken to Myra for testing, a bit of a disastrous test, and the designer was never given the chance to rectify the faults. He always said, it's a prototype, mm. it's a proof of concept, and we'll sort it out. But he never, never given the chance. I believe four of the 13 still exist. Fiat X123 isn't a sports car. Right. It's, uh, it's an electric car. It appeared, first of all, I think probably with either with no engine or a petrol engine in 1972. It's yeah. remarkable for having a lozenge shape. Mm. This is a very curious-looking car indeed, and eventually was shown as an electric car in 1976. And like the Scamp, it was designed as you know a low-performance city car, mm. uh, you know, for travelling for a commuter car, if you like, for travelling from your home to the railway station or the bus stop or whatever. You know, ideal use for electric cars, really. Short range, very small, and no pollution, so perfect, really. 
And the third EV on the list is, hang on, this is Eddie Van Halen. Oh, well, that's what it says. Yeah. So I don't know. Who's the winner? What's the winner, Mr. Ruppert? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, Ed, Eddie Van Halen there, because obviously the um, Halen is uh, silent, so he does actually count as an EV. Um, uh, I would recommend uh, anyone. There's actually some quite interesting things you can listen to um uh on the on the on the youtube uh where they isolate his guitar from various tracks and it's uh incredibly instructive if you like that sort of thing because uh, um it's a uh, top quality noodling but uh uh poor old eddie has uh, passed away so we only have his uh his noodlings to listen to and uh, they're very good uh but we're not here to uh, talk about that really are we we're here to find out which is the um uh, uh best uh ev and uh according to the contents of uh, the, the envelope, um, it is actually the um, scamp because uh, you've championed that, David. It's a, <laughs> uh, it's a piece of uh, uh, British motoring history that uh, uh, not a lot of people know about, but it does deserve to be celebrated. So uh, even though the Fiat X123, I think, is a, uh, a very, very cute design and, uh, again, as, as appropriate as, as the scamp is uh, to uh, electricing about, um, uh, I think the scamp just about gets it. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, the thing that I think tipped it in the scamp's favour was that Raymond Baxter drove it and liked it. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, the Fiat, of course, yes, it's a lovely little car. Yeah. And, yes, the scamp never had its day in the sun. But there we have it. And, of course, Mr Van Halen, well, mm-hmm. what can we say? Thanks for the music, Eddie. Yeah. So we move on now to the worst performance by Rust Proofing in a lead role. Goodness me. Blimey. And who would the nominees be for that, James? Well, yeah, it's uh, very odd. And, uh, well, you're uh, an expert on at least one of these cars anyway. Um, uh, I read that, yes, one is the uh, Vignali Samantha. Um, uh, it's worth having a look at that. It was a very expensive car at the time, mm. uh, and extremely cute. Um, oh, beautiful, I'd say, yeah. Really, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you uh, if you didn't have a pet, you'd you'd, you'd probably adopt it as one because it would it, it is like a very very sort of cute cat or something. Um, so yeah, the Vignali Samantha is fantastic. Uh, the Mattress Simca Bargera, which uh, I think you know a bit about, David. Um, I didn't know they were particularly bad at rusting, but uh, there you go. Uh, and one we did know that was uh, uh, bad at rusting, which is the Alfa Romeo Alfa Sud. Um, uh, but as, as you often say, it was no, in, in a way, no worse than uh, anything else in the 1970s. It was just, uh, uh, again, a pretty car that um, uh, met an early end because of the fact that uh, uh, it rusted, but everything rusted in the 1970s. Indeed, indeed. So, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to know what the uh, winner is. Well, a couple of comments. First of all, Vignali Samantha mm. was sold in the UK mm. by a chap called Thixos Dimitrio, I think his name was. Yeah. Um, very fascinating character, very unusual life story, and possibly a very bizarre ending to his life. Mm. Um, but these cars rusted like crazy. The sad thing is they are gorgeous cars. The same can be said, of course, with the Bagheera, mm. which suffered not from body rust, because the body was, of course, a GRP, but the chassis was very poorly protected. Right. But it did actually perform a useful function because Matra learned from this. Yeah. And for the next car, the next sports car, that is at least, mm. they installed um, special tanks. The hot dip zinc galvanized the chassis of the Mirena, which right. the Bagheera's successor, and the very effective process it was too. Unfortunately, the Bagheera, for all its other uh, attributes, many, many attributes, many good attributes, 
did suffer from bad from chassis rust. In the Alpha suit, well, what can you say? Lovely car, um, sadly prone to rust. Three beautiful cars, really, um, and all tainted by the rust bug, and it's such a shame. What does the envelope say? Well, that listen. Yeah. Oh, we've got a tie here. Oh, really? It's all three of them. Oh, goodness me. Yeah, it's, it's a joint award. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know, there's a little note appended to it. Yeah. We like all these cars, and we couldn't single one out, so we're just taking them all, picking them all. Fair enough. Oh, okay. Yes, so I believe we've got an award that's not going to happen this, this year, James. Do you want to describe what it was? Well, uh, you may be referring to the Least Unreliable uh, BL Car Award, um, which um, has some point. But actually, I would I would contend that the uh, uh, Mini actually is a, is a very, very good uh, car from that era as well. Um, all the Minis I had uh, throughout dark days, of the uh, 70s and even 80s and beyond, uh, they're always pretty good. You could always make them work. Um, was it really a BL car, James? Because no, I suppose you're, you're probably correct. Before. All right. Then, so, I mean, the bottom line is we have no nominees for that award. Um, no, that's right. Yeah, and the, the award mm. is there for cancelled. Mm. Oh, is it? Uh, regrettably, this this year, yes. Well, yeah. see what we can do for next year. Uh, I believe you're going to tell us what the next award is, James. Uh, it's it's apparently the most lamented um, former car magazine. Oh, right. So oh, that's okay. a very contentious uh, one, mm. I think. Let's look at the nominees, shall mm. we? Well, we have three, of course. Mm. First of all was Supercar Classics, right. which was like a magazine of the early 1990s. Mm. Uh, featured some great writing and imagery, and indeed some contributions by everyone, Mr. Ruppert. Oh, really? Um, you can pick up mm. copies of this uh, on eBay or in used to magazine shops, of which there are a couple kicking about. Um, definitely read it and enjoy. There's a be savoured. Sadly, it went the way of all things many years ago, and I don't imagine it's ever going to come back. But then you had the Motor Magazine, which, again, was a, was a weekly magazine, of course, that merged with Autocar, for which we'd taken over by. Uh, it was a terrific read with some great writers, and its heyday for me was probably the 1970s, second half of the 70s. Which is some absolutely brilliant writers and some you know, really good um, motoring journalism in it. And again, much lamented. And the third one, well, it was going to be a, a magazine known to some people here. And then uh, Mr. Ruppert told me that it's in fact still going. All right. Yeah. Uh, so we had to um, mm. kick that one off the list. So obviously, whoever nominated it was having a bit of fun there. Yeah. So um, someone's just written Hotspur, which was actually a boys' comic. Mm. But you know what? It was a damn good boys' comic, so we'll chuck it in the list anyway. Yeah. So there we have it. There's your three nominees: Supercar Classics, Motor, and the Hotspur. And the winner is uh, the winner is uh, uh, David. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm sort of well. I don't know. It's a very very. Di- it's quite smudged. Um, <laughs> what it uh, <laughs> the actual winner, uh, but it does seem to be the Hotspur. So there right, you go. Me. So even though I, you know, I'd like Supercar Classics to come back because I might get paid some more money. Um, and the motor was fantastic, and we do we do miss that. But actually, uh, a proper boys' comic uh, that was wonderful, really, wasn't it? Indeed. Um, unfortunately, Alf Tucker Tough of the Track was in the hottest part. I can't remember. Mm. Was it Victor he was in? I think I can't remember. Yes, uh, Alf Tucker Tough of the Track, brilliant, brilliant comic strip. Yeah. Um, Better than all the sort of modern rubbish you get about superheroes nowadays. Guy lived guy lived in the railway arch and did welding. He was a world class runner. And yeah. lived on fish and chips. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so fantastic. Mm. You know, part of the heritage gene, part of the heritage gene. Most likely. Yes. So we're moving on now. Yeah. Uh, and we've got the comfiest seats in a sports car award. Right. Right, and I believe there are some nominees here, James. Yeah, I, I suppose there are. I'm not overly familiar um, with all of them. Uh, you might be, but uh, the, the the first one actually is the Alpine GTA, and I, I do remember that uh, being in one of those once. And uh, yeah, they were very comfy, mm. actually. Um, the uh, seats. Yeah, that's right. And so yes, that, that was very good. Uh, the Talbot Matra Marina, and obviously uh, that that is something that you would know. Um, uh, intimately, uh, David, I'm sure you... Uh, uh, I'm not going to admit to that one. <laughs> no. Uh, and uh, there's a uh, and there's a, uh, a third uh, list here where it says all BL sports cars because uh, apparently uh, if you break down, you'll be sleeping in them. Well, I, mean, I think all the BL sports cars I've been in, I didn't think the seats were terribly uh, comfy, really. But... Um, mm. Yeah, so uh, that's it, really. So all BL sports cars is everything, isn't it, really? I suppose it's midgets and mm. spitfires and uh, all sorts of things. Yes, James. Well, a little bit of gloss on these various cars. Uh, first one, of course, is the Alpine GTA, better known in this country as the Renault Alpine GTA, or the Renault GTA. I love the Patel seat, very enveloping to go with its uh, very nice dashboard and centre console. Then you had the Mirena, which had three seats abreast, and you can fold down the backrest of the centre seat and rotate the headrest out of the way. Now, with three seats abreast, some would say it was great for lovers' lane. I couldn't possibly comment on that. But what I could say is you could drive several hundred miles a day in that car and still feel pretty fresh. And, of course, the third one is all BL sports cars. Now, there's a little-known document out there that talks about the designers of BL sports cars deliberately making the seats comfortable in the knowledge that the owners would have to spend a lot of time in the car sitting, waiting for breakdown trucks to arrive. So there we have it. Uh, but let's see what the winner is, James. And the winner is... Oh, it's a shock award to the Talbot Matra Marina. I mean, what a disgrace, yeah. I have nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with me. I didn't, I didn't pick that. No, no, no. No, as if, I, mm. as if I would. Yeah. Yes, but there we have it. Well earned, but high commendation to the Alpine GTA as well. Yeah. Lovely, lovely seats, and indeed some Renault cars of that period had fantastically comfortable seats. Yes. Um, yeah. And indeed I spent many a year in them, actually, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's that for the final award, James? Um, yeah, that's right. I think you're referring to the it's the Bangers and Classics uh, uh, Special Award for Absent Friends, um, which uh, uh, our committee thought were, um, you know, worth uh, celebrating. Yes. Well, we've got some excellent candidates mm. here, I can see. Nominees are yellow headlamp lenses. Now, I yeah. don't know if that was through design. You find them in French cars. Sorry. Mm. You find them in French cars, typically, and I don't know if they were yellow through design or just because of the smoking habits of the French workforce. Hard to say. But they look great anyway. Pop-up headlamps. Well, forget pop-up chops. These were the real Sex Pistols or a real McCoy or something like that, but they were fantastic. You can't get them anymore. But um, all the finest cars had them. Um, Mazda MX-5 had them too, unfortunately, but we're not going to go into that. Yeah. And motoring journalism, that's the mm. third category, the third nominee, rather. Yeah. And it says here, think of this, John, Bell, Setright, mm. Bennett, McCarthy, Greenslade, Barker, George Bishop, and a list of others. Mm. The great days of motoring journalism, when you, motoring magazines were written by people who could write the telephone book and still make it interesting. 
and many of them had distinguished careers as drivers as well as racing drivers. Yeah, fascinating people, great writers, often accompanied by great images as well, and fantastic publications. And regrettably, we won't see the likes again. Yeah, I very much doubt it anyway. So, James, do tell us the winner. Um, and the and the winner is uh, 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 David um, Pop Up Headlamps. Ooh, controversial! I thought Western journalism would win. Pop <laughs> I mean, obviously, obviously, Pop Up Headlamps. Yes, they are brilliant. We all miss Pop Up Headlamps. Oh goodness, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, you still see them around in the occasional old car. Yeah. So yes, they are much missed. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is that the Bangers and Classics Awards 2022. All it leaves us to do is to say thank you very much for listening, take care of yourselves, and we hope you tune in next time. Cheerio. Bye, everybody. Ah, greetings. It is me, the Count here. I could not attend the award ceremony, but I shall instead give you a, a small sample of my new record. Uh, it's a cover version of your sovereign. Cut! Get that idiot out of here, and do not let him kneel a dishwasher. <laughs>